Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast, season four, episode Trace. And season four theme, Hath? Best Meals of 2022. That's right. That's right. Our theme is 2022 year in review. Our episode. Oh, sorry. Is best meals. <laughs> sorry, I was just so focused on getting the year right because I keep saying 2021, and I don't know why I keep saying that. I I I feel also. I haven't said it yet. I don't think, but my head keeps saying 2021 as well. I 2022 seems like know. next year. I it's, know this it's year. Odd. Went by so quickly. Anyone else feel like that? If you do, hey, hey, give us a shout right on Instagram at Extra Pack of Peanuts. Uh, This is our six-part year interview, my favorite season to do every year. And uh, we have done travel stats and travel superlatives as two episodes. Um, And we're doing meals now. And then we still got drinks, desserts, and experiences coming up. So those will be dripping out in rapid succession. So make sure you get in there and you listen to all of those. You just actually changed your notes to best meals of 2021. No, no, I didn't. What is happening? I I just saw her notes. It's like font 48. And it, it says 2021. Well, first it said 2020 because we just go back into the same Google document and use that template. And so it said 2020. So I was like, well, I should change it to 2022. And then I looked and I was like, well, this is the list from last year and I don't want to delete it. So then I was changing it to 2021 oh, okay. and then going to put 2022 over my okay ones from this I was year like, to we make just myself. About yes, it. I know. That's why I was doing it. Okay. <laughs> so. Okay. Um, so we've got a lot in our six part year in review. Um, and this is, I, I say, we say, I mean, I love doing all these episodes. It's why it's my favorite season, but best meals gets a lot of feedback from you all. So would love to hear your best meals. We'll start right off the bat. If you're listening to this, hop on um, IG at extra pack of peanuts. Let us know your best meals. And I think most people get excited about this. Like if I'm being yes, honest, I, I think mean, they're like, what's the best meal? If you're a traveler, you're probably a foodie. They kind of go hand in hand. That's one of the fun things about traveling is trying new restaurants and different food and different cultures. And so for us, it's one of the things that we love the most. And we love hearing when our listeners go to these places around the world and we get, they send us pictures of like, oh, here we are at Patache. Oh, Patache. Oh my gosh. In our Croatia, best meal of 2020, 2019, 2019. Yeah. Cause I couldn't Batache. even eat all of the fish because I was pregnant. I could only or Blavis, which is the restaurant oh, we recommend in yes. Barcelona that a lot of you have gone to and told the owners 2017 yeah. that, that we sent you. Um, yeah, so we've had, we've had some good hits here yeah, over the years and this, this year is going to be fun as well. And Heather and I have done, I, I did a lot of traveling without her. As you, if you listen to the last podcast, you know that. So our list, we don't know what each other has on our list. It's going to be a surprise to us as well. Um, so super excited to dive in. But before that, we haven't even done the intro fact yet. Yeah. Okay. So this is a fun one. I think there's a good shot that you're in the vicinity for this in, in maybe the first guess, but at least in a couple guesses. Okay. Here we go. What state in the U.S. consumes the most red meat per person? Lightning struck in an open These are all very U.S.-based stats. Is that any particular reason? Just found a good place with good stats. <laughs> and I just kept going with it. Yeah. Finding stats is hard. It is. It's a challenge. I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this. It seems obvious, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the obvious answer is not the correct one. 
Let's hear it. So, I mean, I feel very confident that it's Texas. Oh, is that not right? Good guess. I. It's I not right. Because like barbecue and steak. You know, I usually, you know, I love these stats and all yeah. these things. I would usually have the top 10 list. This one, I don't. I mean, I can find it, but yeah, I only, have, only the have the number, number one. Because I thought, ah, you're not going to care about this that much. So I, but you thought um, I would get it right? I mean. Well. I don't know. I, Texas is a great guess. I mean, I didn't. The, the problem is I don't ask myself these before. Like I'm just <laughs> yeah, reading. You know like, the answer, um, so you're like, oh, that sounds like it'd be an easy guess. Well, yeah. what, just tell me what it is because think of places where there's a <laughs> just lot. Tell me, <laughs> babe. Think of places where there's a lot of ranching. Yeah, I was gonna say Montana, but there you go. Ding 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 ding. There's not that many people in Montana, though. Per, per person, per oh, person. Oh, per person. So, Did I miss that per capita? Well, yeah. Okay. Maybe okay. I didn't say that part. I don't know. I um, was just thinking like there's not that many people in Montana. So how okay. could it be the state that consumes I, the most? We'd have to rewind it. And I can't do that right now. Only you guys who just listened <laughs> would know if I said per person or not. But Montana per person, okay, the residents eat fine. on average red meat five and a half days a week. Gosh. Okay. Now. And I mean, I would only know that there's that many ranches and people eating yeah. meat because of Yellowstone because we've been watching it. We I all mean, know. We all, that's why I, I don't said, think I gave Montana that much thought before I was started watching I, Yellowstone. I, that's Well, I know you love that show. I do too. So that's one reason why I was like, I think in a couple guesses, she she might get this. Um, well, I was going to say it second, like right after Texas was wrong. Well, I know, but I was like, didn't, I, honestly, because it was so um, low, po- lowly populated, I was like, well, it, I don't know. I was just thinking numbers, I yeah. suppose. But anyway. All right. Per person, anyway. what state is last in the amount of red meat? Per person. Um, California. That that You know, that's another really good guess. <laughs> it, it's not. So many people there were like. Yeah, right. Vegetarian. Alternative yep. eaters, I suppose um, you could say. All the states that were oh, last goodness. are all in the very top of the Northeast. So Maine is last. Less than three days a week, people eat eating red meat. Seafood, maybe. I, I guess, but it's yeah. like Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, and then it filters down to like the North, okay. the it's New England, because of the seafood. Yeah, like, New England region. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Is, is well, I did not do well on this stat. Whereas, like Montana, Wyoming, North Dakota, yeah. South Dakota, and then straight on through down into Texas is yeah. like that that okay. belly yeah. right of the U.S. right there. That line right down to Texas is are all the highest. Okay. Um, well, all right. There we go. Cool. Best meals, and mm-hmm. I, my Speaking mouth is of meat. my mouth is already salivating. And right before this, we're recording a lot of the we're recording these podcasts back to back to back. So pulling a, the curtain behind, um, pulling the curtain back a little bit, we're recording a lot of these year in review back to back to back to back to back 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 back. Maybe not six in a row, but um, we just took a break in between recording the last one and this one to get something to eat. And I just ate a cheese stick and a beef jerky stick. So I am, wow. <laughs> I need something in my stomach because it's growling, but it certainly has not satisfied my cravings for no. good food, unfortunately. Yes. Um, so starting with that, you have 11. I have 11. We don't know each other's lists as usual, but we are, probably i believe you also probably have honorable mentions yes i have an honorable mentions okay you have honorable <laughs> mentions i have two dishonorable mentions what? 
So I know we always like to stay positive okay, here. All right. So should this honorable mentions? Should, I know what one of them is going to be. One of them not, is going to be. It's not the place that you're going to say. Okay. It's not. Uh, they go hand in hand. Should I start since yes, since we'll go it. from negative yeah. to positive? Sure. Dishonorable mentions. Uh, <laughs> the reason I love these together is that we never get food delivery, Heather and I. We always go pick it up. We go out to eat or whatever. Because you don't like to pay for the delivery fee. Yeah. And to be fair, when you're not here, I get pizza delivered to the door. Okay. But we're not like, I don't have a DoorDash app. I, like some people have really, food delivery has gotten pretty big. We do not do food delivery much. Um, but I was in two places, both places without you, once in Portland and once in Austin, where I was at friends' houses uh, with actually my buddy, Scott Brills. Uh, he was both in Portland and in Austin with oh, me. So there's a common denominator here. Common denominator <laughs> there is we are with our mutual friends in these two places. We're having a little get together and they're like, let's order food. So in Austin, we ordered from Torchy's Tacos to get it. So good. Delivered. But in I Portland, we ordered it. from this yeah. pizza place to get it delivered. Again, I have, I don't have any of the apps on my phone. I don't know. Like I don't have much experience. Both times. That we got delivery at these parties. The food never showed up. Never? So the Torchies, we waited for an hour and a half. Oh my gosh. Finally, we called them. They're like, uh, we don't know what's going on here. Did they like, have like the order number? Did, they they did were somebody, so confused. I yeah. guess not. They're like, no. Maybe no. it was user error? It's Nikki. Nikki is really good with tech. He's the one who built an app. So okay. like All it right. wasn't user error because okay. they had gone okay. through and like charged his yeah. card. Can you right. check that? Something got messed up. Interesting. And we're like, well, may, well, we were like, maybe they're really busy. Maybe really, really busy. And uh, finally, they're like, oh, we don't have that order. So we went. It was not that far from the house. I mean, it was like a three-minute drive. <laughs> Actually, our friend Benny was with us at both of these as well. Uh, me, Benny, and Scott, all hmm. each time. We drove to the torture. Like, maybe it's just crazy busy. There was not a single human in the Torchies. Come on, the only Torchies? People there. So that was a bust, although the food at Torchies was amazing. Yeah, as The always. pizza place, we're at our buddy Sean Ogle's house. He's like, all right, I'm going to order pizza for you all. So we all figure out what pizzas we want. There's like 10 of us. He orders pizza. Never comes. Never comes. Hour later, never comes. Hour and a half later, never comes. No, no, it sounds like a bunch of dudes who don't know how to yeah, take so care we have of to food. Send, we have to send Benny, and Benny goes and picks up the pizza and gets it. For whatever reason, they just never put it out for delivery. But was the food good then once you got Torchies it? Torchies were good. The pizza was okay. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, in Portland has some good pizza. So I like a lot of the pizza. Food delivery there. services. Interesting. Okay. Mm. All right. Now, now to the fun stuff. The fun stuff. Now to the fun the stuff. The good stuff. So I just have an honorable mention. It's not anything like super grand, but they are two separate places with two of the same things that I ate there. Chicken and waffles. Okay. Chicken and waffles. Because we live in the South now. Mm. Mm -hmm. You're going to hear that drop a lot. I the, We have eight sounds we can play. <laughs> One of them... We have just for this just for one episode a year. <gasps> yum, yum. Um, so, yeah, the place that we stopped in Charlottesville, Virginia. Okay. I don't remember what the name of it was, but you looked it up. Ace it was like barbecue? a barbecue. Yeah, I think that might have been it. It was like a barbecue place. And so we did get some barbecue, which was good. But the chicken and waffles was what I remember being really, really good. Um, and I... So that was an honorable mention. But then I also remembered another time when we had chicken and waffles twice this year. Can I I just found it. I just want to yeah. give it some love. Ace Biscuit and Barbecue yeah, is the Biscuit name of the place in Charlottesville, Virginia. I actually was a little underwhelmed. I was very excited for that and I was a little underwhelmed. Yeah, well, we didn't try a biscuit or anything. 
Um, but I, I thought the chicken though was really, really good. As I think we got barbecue and we got the chicken and waffles for the kids. And I think you guys ate all the chicken waffles before yeah. I got back because I walked with to a bagel shop. So yeah. I didn't, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicken and fair, waffles. Yeah, it was very good. Biscuit and barbecue. Um, and then, because this is why I remember it being good because I took a picture. And this is something that was harder for me this year that I was not on top of my game with remembering places we'd gone to eat. Like I almost back before when we would travel, would take a picture of the restaurants or the food. And this time I didn't have as many on my phone. So it was harder for me to remember these places. But the second place I got chicken and waffles, which again is just an honorable mention because it's not like the best one I've ever had, but it was a good experience and it was really tasty. And that was at Tupelo Honey. And I went there both times in Myrtle Beach coming from the airport. That's like your thing now, right? You go to Myrtle Beach airport, you hit Tupelo Honey, you get chicken and waffles. Right, and I went with my mom tradition. a couple weeks ago when I picked her up when she came to visit us. Um, And Myrtle Beach has cheap flights into it, so I made the hour and a half drive down, picked her up, and I was like, well, let's get lunch. We went to Tupelo Honey, and she got the chicken and waffles, and... Wait, you didn't? She she did, but I ate some. You know, we shared, swapsies a little bit. Oh, Okay. But you know, the kids got it the last time, so I'd already had it. But then this time it was like even better. And my mom was like, This is so, 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 so good. Just so to kind of experience that with her and you know, Southern this nice love. Southern meal. Chicken um, and waffles. Yeah. So the experience and the food was good. Um so that's just my honorable mention. All right, cool. Man, you got me salivating. I know before we even get into our list. I should say as well that um as as we go through here again, Heather and I don't know each other's list, so yeah. When you're there's probably gonna be stuff you mentioned because your memory is better than mine that I will have forgotten. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. All right, you want to start us off with your number eleven? Sure. My number eleven is such an interesting spot because it's in Carolina Beach, North and Carolina. it has become pretty renowned. For their burger. And it's Island Burger and Bites. It is a burger joint in a gas station. <laughs> yes. But, but it's, it's become order. famous now in North Carolina. Yeah, it's a major, it's not like part of the, I mean, it's in the gas station, but it's not like a Sunoco burger. It's like its own little shop. Yeah, it's made and fresh. It's made to order. So you order the burger and they're just so good. And last year, I think it was, like one of the Instagram foodie bloggers came through and tried it. Called and, it North Carolina's best burger. It got even more popular. It was very popular with locals before yeah, that. And and yes. people who are around semi-local. area. Yeah. And so, you know, people who live in Wilmington know most likely about this place. But now like people in North Carolina know. And now people in other states know. People are driving. Like I went this one time this summer to order for us. And because you don't eat in. It's like just to go. They have a little like, they have a little the porch outside. deck. Yeah. Outside, outside the gas station. <laughs> um, so you can't actually eat there, but I was getting them because it's like walkable to our bungalow. So I was just ordering dinner one night for us because we were there working late, you know, on the renovations. And I was like, let's just grab burgers from here and I'll bring them back for the kids. And I went in and it's like seven o'clock at night. So it's a like late dinner. And the guy was like, oh, it's going to be like a 45 minute wait. And I was like, whoa. I was like, okay, well, I'll just come back. And he's like, well, is that going to be okay? Because I know some people like have driven three hours to get here tonight to get these burgers. And I'm like, no, I just like live a minute. Yeah, I, walk know, I, minute. I, I walked I over here. Minute. I'll be fine to come back. And I was just shocked because yep. like there's lines now to get it. There's weights on a random seven o'clock night, you know, to get Island these burger burgers. And doing it right. And it they is, are really good. And here's the thing. When we're talking about our best meals, it is the experience. Like, yeah. obviously, the food has to be really good, but we're talking about the whole experience yeah. when we're listing them. Because some of mine, I'm like, 
uh, you know, the food was really good. Is it better than the other one? Okay, well, which experience is more memorable, right? And that's why people are driving that far. Like, it's a great burger, yeah, but it's in you're a gas finding, station. yeah, it's in a gas yeah. station in a little beach town. Yeah. So it's something that I would do. Oh, and there's this thing two hours away. Let's go do that tonight mm-hmm. and and have this yeah. and funky, fun travel experience. It's like a greasy burger. You know what I mean? It's not like an elevated. The first time Heather got it, she got a double. Yeah, with like everything on it, bacon all oh, stuff, and she was like. This I, is I'm too sick, much. I, I got sick. So now I just pare it down. But pare yeah. it down for the single. Yeah. For the All single. right. We give him. We give an Island Burger and Bites. Yeah. Mm. What's right. your number 11? My number 11 is something that a lot of you, if you live in the South, can get. That is Publix Wings. So, <laughs> oh, my word. You know, chicken wings. We you are hilarious. We don't have to get up into inflation. But obviously, chicken wings went up a ton. And they're expensive to eat out. Yeah. And and all this kind of stuff. And there, where we are live, there are some decent wing places. But some ones that are not that great. And I have started going to Publix because you can get like 20 wings for, I mean, they're not cheap, but 20 wings, I think for something like 12 bucks or something. Yeah. Better than eight wings yeah, or like, for $15. Or like, yeah. Or like maybe yeah. it's 16 bucks, right? It's under a dollar a wing. They're great. Sometimes you can grab and go them. If not, you just ask for them at the deli, you know, make them fresh. They have different sauces. I come yeah. back. I heat them, reheat them myself. Then I turn them a little bit on broil to even crispy them up. And then I put a variety of different sauces. So I'm getting the best. And the best. sauces are good too that you get from Publix. Like you can ask. Yes. They have quite a menagerie of sauces for them. Yeah. It, they are really good in their they're robust wings. They're big wings. <laughs> you can have different sauces, which sometimes when you eat wings out, you only get one sauce. I can eat more or less. Like if I'm not, if I don't want a dozen, I'll only yeah. eat six then and I'll put the rest yeah. away or I won't heat them all up. So I've now had- Now I want wings for lunch. I've had 20 wings sitting there thing. I've eaten them like three different times. Like, yeah, you know, I just heat them up, get ready to go. So yeah. Publix wings all right. for the win. Wow. That is really funny. Mm. Number 11. Okay. Well, I made the list. Not even an honorable mention. My number 10 is a sandwich that was made. Not a surprise. You love sandwiches. Yes, I do love sandwiches. But I think it will be surprising who made the sandwich. Do you know who it could possibly be? Uh, me? No, it was not I was you. Say, I'm not the sandwich artist. <laughs> no, gosh. I have no idea. Sorry Wit for the cackle. I- but um, Trav always asked me to make his sandwiches because I do the right proportions. He won't she- even make his own sandwiches. So I always no. go too heavy on certain stuff you and she makes the right proportions. did not make this sandwich. It's a delicate flavor when she makes mm-hmm. the sandwich. But the person you probably text more than anybody else in the world made this sandwich. All right. My friend, Crime. Yes, Byler. Okay. Chris Byler, when we took our trip to the Poconos, which we mentioned in the last podcast or two ago, um, for our college kind of reunion with a bunch of our college friends, Chris made these fried chicken sandwiches. Yeah, deep fried his own. He brought his own I mean, he, tank. Yes. To deep fry. To the Airbnb. Uh, to the he Airbnb. did it outside. Tons of oil. He he brined them. I mean, this was a whole process. And, you know, it was really made with love. And he he bought all of the chicken and all the things. And, and it wasn't just the fried chicken, but then he had, like, the rolls. And he made this special, like, sriracha yeah, white, sauce, yeah. white sauce. Like, just, they were so good. I, I forgot with about pickles. that. And, I mean, we live in the South. And so the fried chicken sandwich is, like, a big thing down here. Mad love to you, crime. And I Thank had this you. sandwich. I was like, holy cow, this is amazing. Like, you could open a... Chicken sandwich shop. Yeah. Yeah. He's Lancaster County, Pennsylvania boy. Knows how to fry that shit. A white Lancaster County, Pennsylvania boy opening up his own fried chicken shop. It was good. Love the Ukraine. Mm. And a good experience too. My number 10 is PA based as well. Oh, um, interesting. 
when I went home to Pennsylvania in December just for two nights, uh, the first thing I did when we my mom picked me up at the airport, she's like, where do you want to go? And I said, I want to go to Tosco's. It's this, Tosco's is this pizza joint in Eagleville, Pennsylvania, right near where I grew up. Because they still, to this day, have the best white pizza I've ever eaten. And I love white pizza. And they do it better than anywhere I've ever Your been. And I've eaten a lot of white pizza. And it's the best. So I just went. I got a slice of white pizza. And I was so happy. Absence makes the heart grow so even happy. founder. Yeah. Tosco's I white I feel pizza. like Tosco's actually made our list before. Tosco's And it's owned and operated by someone you went to high school with. Yeah, my buddy from yeah. high school. Mm. I, my friends know how to cook, apparently. Yeah, I mean, sure at do. least they're, they're like boarding on the top 10. Too bad you know? it didn't rub off on you. No, no way, nice. no way, yeah. no way. Uh, okay. I don't need to cook. I got you. You're a good cook. So we go from homemade sandwiches to local pizza places to a Michelin experience. Okay. Well, we've so, only had one, I believe, this yeah, year. Just the one, um, which we got paid for, reimbursed. Finally. Yeah. That'll be that'll that'll be a story on yeah. our experiences, um, I think. So when we were in Porto, there it was a very different from the last time we were there, which was I think in twenty thirteen. So it had been a lot of years since we'd been there, and I feel like, you know, I'm sure there were really good restaurants then, but I feel like in the eight years since we'd been there before, you know, like a lot of pretty lively of, up and coming. Yeah. Food like scene. up and coming food scene, you know, we're like cool experiences and beautiful decor. And so we have, I have quite a few places on Porto on, on my list. Cause that was kind of like our big trip other than to Costa Rica this year. But, um, we didn't make it to this place. DOP it's called DOP DOP. And it's a Michelin restaurant and you have to have reservations. And so we couldn't get in and we were like, well, you know, it's probably really expensive anyway. Well, then when our flight got canceled, which we mentioned in, in our biggest mishaps podcast. And gave us one extra day in Porto. We also knew that we'd probably get reimbursed for anything. We knew we were supposed to. This supposed was a, to get. a tiny gamble because I, yeah. I wasn't sure. We were supposed to get reimbursed for our trip getting delayed. Right. And they give you, I think, <laughs> up to, I, I might be wrong. It's like $500 a person or it's or it's five hundred dollars for two people maybe it's 250 a day yeah anyway we thought whatever if we go to this if we can get in to dop we'll go you know and if we don't get reimbursed fine it'll be a splurge and if we do great because it was like 125 bucks a person yeah something like that so anyway we we couldn't get a reservation and so then we were like out with these other people from our friend's birthday party at this we ended up at a mexican restaurant in porto because we couldn't find anywhere for like 15 of us to go at one time and then mike texts us and he's like listen i'm at dop because he had had a reservation he's like they have one table it's like the last table of the night somebody canceled if you guys can get here you can have this last table of the evening and we're sitting there with all these people having like a nice time but we hadn't ordered food yet and i was like yeah we felt bad we're like guys. i was like guys um like mexican food in porto at a random place we stumbled upon you know not researched um or like the Michelin star. It's okay if we're, we're going to bounce. So Everyone we did. was like, get out of here. Go to <laughs> so that Michelin star restaurant. Um, we left and we went to the Michelin star restaurant. That being said, the food was good. It was good. It's, it, it was good. It didn't like blow me away. The experience was nice. Obviously, it's like fine cuisine. So there's like a whole performance and the servers are really well versed educated, and well versed. And, and like the wine was good and the pairings and all of that. The food was good. We didn't get like a full tasting menu. We just picked and chose a few things. But the experience was fun. It was like a cool night to kind of do it. And um, 
Also, like the desserts were good, which will make the desserts podcast. Okay, so. yeah, I looked it up. One hundred and seventy-one dollars yeah. is what we spent there. Yeah, uh, just because I knew I had that. So yeah, yeah and again, yeah. the tasting I think was one hundred and twenty-five a person. I think if you added the wine pairs, like. T- yeah, which they just a person. did a la carte, you know, and um, it was good. I was a little afraid we wouldn't get reimbursed. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I don't want to stretch this 200 a person. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. It it didn't make my list. I, I obviously kept thinking about it because it was the, the, the most expensive kind of classiest yeah. one we have done, but uh, it was fine. There were some things that were, I, I definitely didn't think the food was up to the level of the service and the decor and the experience, which yeah. surprised me a little bit for something I was so renowned. But um, that's kind of always the case with Michelin restaurants. Not that we've been to that many, but the ones that we have been to, we've kind of been like, well, I kind of expected. Like, yeah, maybe our taste buds aren't refined <laughs> enough, or maybe, maybe there's something to be said yeah. for gas station burgers. Yeah, there you, you go. Um, gas station burgers. My number nine is a place that opened this year that we have gone to a lot. It is. Again, a friend. So we got a yeah. lot of friends who are rocking. Um, our friend Craig, he opened up a new restaurant. He had some restaurants near us where we lived, and he uh, he has sold both of those. But he opened up a new one that's 15, 20 minutes from us called The Getaway. And they do fantastic food. And we've gone quite a bit over the last year to support him, I would say. But really, it's like the food's amazing. So I'm glad that it, it helps support him. But they, they just do a great, great job. Lots of good sandwiches. Yeah. Change their menu up quite a bit. You know, Parmesan truffle fries yeah. are great. No, not truffle. Just not Parmesan. truffle. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because actually, I don't like the truffle. No, flavor. I don't like I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, so Parmesan fries. See, we don't have refined taste because we don't like truffle. They have just really good sandwiches. Sometimes yeah. they do um, dinner nights as well. They do fun stuff in the community. Heather's had a pop-up shop there. So just a great, cool experience to mm-hmm. go. And the food is incredible. And we actually had them cater. Had so his it's on, 40th birthday. It's on my list too. So we'll get to yeah. that in a little bit. But yeah. I'm giving the getaway and Craig... <laughs> Mm. And his partner, Annalie, if she's listening, a yummy there. Mm. My number eight is a barbecue place that we went to with Craig, not his restaurant, though. Um, When we went to Durham, North Carolina, Craig, because he's in the restaurant world, is like, oh, I know this guy who opened this place called Lawrence Barbecue. And it's in these one of these cool new areas like that's industrial. And it's I don't they weren't were they shipping containers? Yeah, it was a shipping container. Like food, food court, court. Um, in the is, Research Triangle Park, right? And outside of Raleigh, I, yeah, I think it was actually in Morrisville, is what my map said. That's how I remembered it. Um, and you know, Trav and I love real estate, and we love these like cool spaces with container homes and like the concept we really enjoy. So it was cool to see that. But then the barbecue was really legit. It was good barbecue, and their mac and cheese was amazing. And we got the Brussels sprouts, which were really good. So it was just a fun experience um, on like a little mini road trip that we took with our friends, Craig and Sarah. And yeah, so I mean, yeah, I number eight, number eight, yeah. mm. number eight might come up later. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, I have a lot of barbecue places <laughs> on this. That's why I, well, you went to Memphis, you went to Austin. Yeah. On Memphis. I remember thinking so hard, was there anything in Memphis? Spoiler alert, no. Oh, there's no barbecue in Memphis. I'm not saying there's not good places or good barbecue. There was nothing that made my list because unfortunately, I was there for a conference and we didn't have like a ton of time to go get food. And it it, it was, when I talked about it in the last episode as being underwhelming, I think part of that was that I didn't have time to really dive into the food scene there because of the way the schedule was that... I didn't have any good. I didn't have any meals that were worthwhile in Memphis, and that that's a bummer because I know there is certainly 
worthwhile stuff uh, in Memphis. So anyway, but I have a lot of barbecue stuff on my, way barbecue heavy, which <laughs> okay. is crazy, which is good that I led it with the red meat thing. Yeah. Um, my number eight is a meal that I had in Portland. This is a well-renowned restaurant in Portland. But not barbecue. It's like Thai barbecue. Oh, okay. And it's a place called Eem, E-E-M. And it's very well-known in Portland. It's very hard to get in. Um, you always have to make reservations. Um, I, I went and and we didn't make a reservation and they were, long story short, I was at this conference. I went with some location indie members, which was really cool. There was only four of us. So there was another big group coming from the conference. They couldn't really get in, but we split off and there's four of us who are members of location indie. I'm like, guys, Ooh, you want to Yeah. I was like, you want to try to get in here? And, and we were really nice to, um, the hostess, she's like, I'll see if I can sneak you in. And so she snuck us in nice. and we didn't have to wait. And it was just a great meal. Uh, Portland has a great food scene. Yes. Yeah. So it's Thai barbecue and cocktails. That's what it's called. So it, it and or that's what the, their tagline. Great food scene. Eam is awesome. They have like a bunch of not really small plates, but you eat it family style. You get it and you all poke at it. It was just fantastic. It was great food. The cocktails were great. Good company. And uh, just one of those things where everyone talks about it and you're worried that you're going to go and it's not going to live up to the hype. And I wouldn't say it's the best thing I've ever eaten. That's why it's number eight. But it's, I would go back any day. Like yeah. any day I'd go back and be like, what else do you have? Is there anything new on the menu? I'll try yeah. this. I'll try that. Um, they don't do a ton. You know, the menu isn't big and you just kind of get that and you share it and you have a good time. Yeah. I mean, that is one thing that I miss, you know, not living in Philadelphia anymore is we love Wilmington and there are some nice spots, but it does not have a humongous. No, it's just not a big food. Scene. It's just not a big city and yeah. there's limited options and it's not, yeah, it's not Philadelphia. It's not a foodie hub. It's not Charleston, which is a bigger city anyway, but known for its food. It's not there yet. Yeah. But maybe it'll get there. And, and we so. still have some, some good spots that we can, you know. Eam. I'm giving Eam. Eam, mm. yeah. Mm. That does yeah. sound good. Okay, so my number seven is the getaway, but specifically the getaway catering for my birthday because, like, we've been to their restaurant, and that's always fun. But we had this big 40th birthday bash for me this year, um, and Trav's not 40 yet, so we're in that time where it's, like, the two months before he turns 40. So he planned a 40th. Married someone who's a whole generation older than oh, me. No, Stop. She's 40. I'm only 39. 82 to 83. Um, Trav's birthday is in like three days. So anyway, <laughs> he planned this 40th birthday party for me. And he said, well, what, what should we do for food? You know, like, obviously we don't want to have to make food for all these people. Yeah, especially since 40 people Trav coming. doesn't cook. Um, so I was like, well, why don't we have it catered? <laughs> He's just <laughs> tensing his job. She says I don't cook. I don't enjoy cooking. I will cook. But I my idea of fun mm -hmm. is not to cook for 40 people. Sure. Nor, I did the turkey at Thanksgiving. Nor is it mine. And Again. You did, you did a good job with the turkey. So anyway, we were like, okay. Started baking some pies. <laughs> you have. That's true. You've made some good pies. Um, So anyway, we did this event where it was like going to be three main meals. Friday night, we did a seafood boil, which we've done before, but we had it catered. So it was even better than when we just do the pots of the low country boil by ourselves. Um, Then we were like, okay, let's have the getaway, do their fried chicken sandwich, their brisket sandwich, their appetizers, because they make my favorite thing, which is whipped feta the and whipped feta sweet dip. potato hummus. The whipped feta dip with the sweet potato hummus, but honestly, the whipped feta is better than the sweet potato hummus. The sweet potato hummus is like a nine and a half out of 10. The yeah, whipped feta is a 10, 10 out of 10. 10. 
It's so good. And then it's they do incredible. these pickled vegetables, which like so yummy because it's better than just having like a raw carrot. So they have like interesting vegetables with it. And then they get this bread from a local bakery. I think it's called Little Loaf in Little Wilmington. Loaf, Wilmington. Um, and it's this these sourdough slices that they char a little bit. I mean, it's so good. Trav ordered... They were like, okay, I think you should get this much food. And Trav's like, I'm going to get almost double what you're saying. And then when he ordered, he's like, I think I got too much food, right? But the food was so good. And the party started at like five and went until like midnight. And yeah, so we were people, watching the Phillies World Series game, baby. Yeah, so we had a lot of Philly friends here, which I'm so grateful for them for coming all the way to North Carolina for my birthday. And so people ate like twice that night. So we had no leftovers, pretty much. When I ordered this, Craig was like, and, and his partner Aaron Lee were like, do, do not get that much. You're going to have leftovers. Like, I'm fine having leftovers. So people yeah. are leaving the next day on Sunday. I yeah. could give give them stuff for the yeah. plane or the ride or whatever. But um, halfway through, after the main part of the party was over, we did have a lot of leftovers. We're talking about maybe 20 sandwiches. That were being said, that many? they told me they were sliders. Yeah. Then they put this brisket Almost like on an incredible size. croissant. It was not a slider. <laughs> it was a full-size sandwich. I said, well, if you make sliders three times the size of sliders, yeah. yeah. So... I, I mean, I'm thankful for it. So, yeah, we did brisket, fried chicken. There was a few Cubans in there. Um, but, yeah, as Heather mentioned, by so by 8 p.m., like, oh, I started packing up. Yeah. We've got a lot of leftovers. This is cool. Can't wait for tomorrow night or for tomorrow. Give some to people if they're leaving. By midnight, all the food was gone because people yeah. were like, hey, uh, you I got any more like of that? I think we had like three sandwiches, but no fried chicken. Yeah, they're like, you got any more of that? I'm like, well, I packed up. Like, yeah, bring that out. I'm like, sure. <laughs> so we just, it was a great it eating great. night. It was great, 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 and then great eating they night. even did like a small, we did brunch the next morning and they delivered, um, or you picked up actually, biscuits and, you know, biscuit sandwiches. So That's yeah, one of the just, things they're known for is their biscuits. Yeah, so. so it was just awesome to have really good food but then also like this is my friend's restaurant that's doing this food and I'm just really proud of them and it was a great experience i, I give it get away another yum yeah mm. that's your second yum get away for keeping track my number seven and number six unfortunately are two things that you can't go to because you're not restaurants and you can't go and get but they are awesome memorable experiences and they're both barbecues again oh so, okay i I'm saying seven and six, but can I put them together? Sure. So the number seven I mean, is- your podcast, dude. <laughs> oh, okay. The number seven is we did a barbecue um, in Costa Rica <gasps> at, a, yeah. at a friend's house. So our friends who live there are Argentinian. And there is another guy who lives across the street from them. There's like two houses that are built in this development. Both Argentinian families. Yeah. Um, he's actually a surfboard uh, maker and shaper. he's made a shaper and he's made one of my boards. Uh, great dude named Juan Diego. He built this house. He's like, I want to invite all of you over for a barbecue. So we had a real true Argentinian barbecue yeah. in Costa Rica. And it the, was amazing. It was amazing. So we had the fire, I mean, on an outdoor fire. Yep. Cooked over an outdoor fire. All types of different meats. Like just incredible amounts of meats. Um, it was just a, one of those nights where you sit around with their family, our family, and, and the other family. So, you know, and there's kids running around. They have two kids. The other family has five. We have two kids. A bunch of kids running around playing. So fun. Huge plates of I meat. I forgot about this We're night. all eating meat, yeah. hanging out. <laughs> Not um, just meat, too, but, like, some really nice salads and, like, you know, sides as well. But, but yeah, the meat. The meat. The, the meat. meat. Now, that being said, I mentioned last podcast that I got sick. And it started the next day. And I was worried it was food poisoning from that. 
But nobody Thankfully, else was it was sick. just a yeah, viral like infection, a so I didn't get it. Yeah. So it yeah. didn't sour my memory of that once I knew it wasn't because of that food, yeah. because it was such a fun, fun, yeah. fun time. And so delicious. My number six, because so now I'll be a little ahead of you, was another barbecue at another person's house named Josh. And when we went on the safari, Josh is the co-owner of the safari company, Pomoja Safaris. Look them up. P-A-M-O-J-A. Pomoja Safaris. My buddy Scott is a co-owner with his friend Josh, who is local to that area. He's actually a Maasai. He, he grew up in like in one of those round mud huts that the Maasai warriors and, and tribesmen live in. He grew up there until he's 12. He doesn't live there anymore. Now he lives in like a really nice modern house. Awesome guy. He surprised us by saying, hey, the last meal once we get back into the city after a safari is a surprise. And we had no idea where it was. And he's like, I'm going to pick you up. And we're trying to get clues. Like, what should we wear? He's like, well, we're going to be outside. And, you know, all this stuff. He's like, come really hungry. Come really thirsty. Like, okay. You know, and ends up, we go to this place. Like, where are we? We look like we're in a residential area. And he opens his gate and it's to his own house. And so that was really cool. Getting to see his family and get to see where he lives and all that. And he had one of his really good friends who was one of the head chefs at, at the Serena Hotel, which is the, they're all over the world, super upscale hotels. This Serena Hotel was one that's like out in the Nagorongoran Crater, which is out on the way to to do a safari. And he had hired him but to you come. you didn't stay there. No, we didn't stay at the Serena Hotels, but he had hired his friend who is the chef there to come and do the barbecue wow. in his backyard. Oh wow. my goodness. You it, didn't even really talk to me about this experience. It was... I mean, again, like the one with the uh, Argentinian barbecue. I mean, we're just sitting there. It's getting... He had brought his whole kit, so he's grilling it up right there on open flames. I mean, we had beef, we had pork, we had chicken. There was this incredible sauce he was making. There was an wow. awesome soup. Yeah. We had a lot of gin and tonics flowing. Okay. Um, nice. And uh, yeah, it was just one of those magical nights where we were sitting in his backyard, hanging out, like the, the 12, 14 of, a, mm-hmm. of us, drinking, talking, you know, having food, be, amazing food being cooked for us. Yeah. So yeah, those two barbecues... Honestly, they. I'm looking at my list and I'm thinking they should. When I'm thinking about the whole yeah, experience, it should be higher. They actually might be one and two. Okay. Not wow. to not to throw shade at the other yeah. list, but now yeah. that I'm talking about it, I'm thinking those are the most memorable experiences okay. I had. Yeah. I I agree. Like the one in Costa Rica was really beautiful because you know it's just spent with people that you don't spend time with every day in your everyday life, and you know when somebody does something like that for you, when they cook for you and invite you into their home. It's magical. I agree. And I can tell you why I didn't put them higher now that I'm rethinking my list because we yeah. made it yesterday. It was because other people couldn't have that. Yeah. Like, sure. You, you can't buy it. You can't go to it. So I felt like, ah, this is a great experience for me, but I wanted to yeah. give something that people could also go to. Yeah. So okay, Josh's enough. house, Juan Diego's house, Argentinian barbecue, yeah. Tanzanian barbecue. There you go. Mm. Sounds like you need a barbecue, like to start slow roasting your own. I would not complain about that. I want One someone cooking bit. barbecue for me. They do it so good. I don't know. Room. It could be a new hobby for you, Trav. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Probably right. not. Definitely not. Okay. Definitely not. All right. So my numbers now after that, my six. number six is like, not like that amazing these are at great all. meals all of these are great That's i why feel like how it. do you follow that how do you follow that well this i mean this i've this is just a nice little spot it wasn't anything that you don't have to preface it no these I are mean, great meals i'm sorry for for 
for setting yeah. the scene with the, those that two scene barbecues. Is set pretty high. Well, this was on my girls' trip, so you were not a part of this particular scene. But it is Mediterranean food, which is something that we both love a lot. My favorite. I, I, if I could only eat one type of food for the rest of my life, other than pizza, like if I had to pick one specific yeah. food, it would be pizza. If I had to pick one style or region, yeah. it would be Mediterranean yeah. food. Yeah. I mean, we both really love Mediterranean. Um, I like brick oven pizza more, so I guess I have to say Italian. But anyway, we both love Mediterranean. And and there really isn't a great Mediterranean place in Wilmington, unfortunately. No. We tried one that's brand new uh, that just opened, and while it's beautifully decorated... Yeah. It was below average. Huge bust. Huge bust. I don't average. even want to throw shade. Yeah, no, so. we won't. We're not even say the name of it. But anyway, we had high hopes and it did not live up to what we were hoping. But this place in Baltimore Smell was just like a, a fast casual. It's called Cafe Feely. So if you live in Baltimore, hit it up. Um, or if you're visiting, it was right next to our hotel Indigo, which I don't even know if I found it because of that, or if I was just like searching best Mediterranean, because we had like these 30 hours barely in Baltimore. And, you know, I'm the one who travels kind of the most. So I felt like it was my sister's birthday. And I was like, well, let me try to find like some good meals for us to do because that's, you know, we're here and that's what we're going to do is we're going to eat. Um, so we just were able to walk to it from our hotel and it was really cute inside. And you just kind of go up to the counter, you order, and then they bring it over to the table for you. Um, so it's very casual, but it was good. I mean, everything there, I mean, it was better than the fancier place in Wilmington. And so well, that is a low bar to cross my friend. And it was really cool because the decor inside is like fresh and hip. And the, there was this one art piece on the wall that was like painted on there. And it was like all these little dots and, my mom was facing it and we were all kind of like, what are those dots? My mom's like, oh, it looks like a map. And I was like, oh, it is. It's like a map of the Mediterranean. <laughs> but it was all these cool dots. So like it was just unique and, you know, even like the style inside was cool, which is something that I really love to see, like the different interiors of restaurants and the ambiance that they create for people. Okay, my so. question for you is it's in Baltimore. We, yeah. When we drive back and forth between Pennsylvania, yeah. Philadelphia, and Wilmington, we take 95. We kind of, like, we go through Baltimore. But it's so close to Philly, so it's like we never stop there because we're only two hours into I mean, the is trip. It, that's the question. Yeah. Two hours into the trip, trip, is it worth stopping there? Um, I guess it depends on how... I mean, I want to stop there. How much you're craving right. Mediterranean. Well, I want to stop there. I yeah, it's stop. worth, st I'm just, yes, of course it's worth stopping at. I'm just saying for us, usually we're like, oh, we're in the car. We're not stopping until like halfway, but yes. That's true, which is Richmond. It's it's worth stopping there. Um, All right. So yeah, Cafe Feely in Baltimore it was not that expensive, you know, and just a nice spot. We're giving it a yum. Yeah, a yum. Mm. My number five is Luke Mon, L U. K-M-A-A-N restaurant in Stonetown in Zanzibar. Now, this was in all the guidebooks, so I was worried that it would be super touristy. It, mm -hmm. it, it is, but it's also local too. Like, it's a good mix. Obviously, it's catering to, to people who are tourists in a way, um, but what's cool about it is they have all different types of food. You walk in, a server's there, and they're like, they walk around and they tell you everything that that is there. So it's like behind glass. It, it reminded me of how we were in it when we we're in Indonesia and you stop at their street stalls. You just have a bunch of stuff behind glass and you just like point at oh, stuff. You did tell me about And then they one. cook it. Yeah. And then they bring it to you. And that's exactly what happened. But they had just so much stuff that they had there. So we're just looking at stuff, um, you know, pointing out different things and all that. And it was just a cool experience. It was me and the other guy, Don, who were uh, we were leaving that next night. And, you know, we don't know how big of the portions are going to give you. 
don't know how much anything costs. We weren't worried too much about the cost because it's pretty cheap there. And you're just pointing at stuff. And so then they bring it up and it was a feast. Like it was <laughs> a lot two. of food because everything you pointed to, I was like, oh, they'll probably give us a little bit of curry. Well, they gave us a whole bowl of curry. Now, yeah. I wasn't complaining. We were really hungry. Um, the the thing about Lukman, it's an experience. It's worth going to. It's fun to find. You wander through Stonetown to find it. So definitely the experience played a part of it. Most of the food was just okay, unfortunately. I was ready for it to be incredible. I, okay. I even thought when I went in, this could be a number one type place. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was because our some of our stuff was a little colder and not as hot, but I will tell you what saved the thing for me was the charred octopus was as good as any seafood I've ever gotten in my life. So the the thing they took a there was a huge tentacle of octopus. I'm like, yeah, I want some of that. Oh my goodness. They cut it up into pieces and then they charred it right there. So yeah. that it was hot. It was fresh. They weren't just warming it up. It I love charred blackened stuff when it's done yeah. perfect. You know, sometimes it can be too black or it's not mm-hmm. charred enough and it's and it's, you know, kind of like chewy. Burnt. Yeah, it's either burnt or like not cooked up. This was perfect. So Luke okay. Bon restaurant. Really Real worth doctor, going but- to. It was all, you know, I, we ate, each ate a ton of food for, and I had like a really good mango lassie type drink for 12 bucks, 15 bucks. So it was great experience. And the octopus there was perfect. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you really like the squid octopus. Love it. When it's done when right. When it's done right. Yeah. Which is hard favorite. to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Lukeman, for yeah. your, for your charred octopus. Mm. There you go. My number five is also a place in Baltimore. And be more repping up 30 hours and you got two top five, top sixes. Yeah. And I'll have a top coffee there too. Oh, okay. Like I said, I mean, didn't really go that many places this year outside of, you know, even though we went to a lot of different accommodations, I didn't take any huge trips, um, other than Portugal, Baltimore, Costa Rica. So those are the places making my list. Um, so Hershey's is a an Italian restaurant in uh, Baltimore, and it was not near our hotel. We took an Uber there, and it was in a cool neighborhood, though. It kind of reminded me of, like, Fishtown in Philadelphia because it was definitely, like, in a more residential, low, low, like, not in, like, the main part of the city. But the food was amazing. Like the brick oven pizza was good. We got burrata. You give Heather a good brick oven pizza and burrata. So and she is much. so much. Well, my one sister had never even had burrata before, I don't think. And then they also had For shame. <laughs> they also had homemade pasta. It was very good. And it was just like you walk in the door. It was obviously a hipster place. It was like pretty hip to go there. And they had like a nice wine list. Hipster places are great. Yeah. And, you know, like the ambiance was like really dark and moody with like candlelight. So it was just fun. And, you know, it was a girl's trip. So the pizza was awesome. The food was really good. What's it called again? I I forgot. Hirsch. Hirsch's. Oh, Hirsch's. Like Nick Hirsch's name. Yeah. Yeah. Hirsch's. All right. Hirsch's. Getting that yummy. Um, My number four. Another barbecue place. You already mentioned it in oh, the research Lawrence. triangle okay. park, Lawrence barbecue. I wasn't even sure you'd remember this. Well, I saw a picture of me having a hat from it yeah. because they gave us a hat because Craig knows the owner gave us hats. And I just remember, yeah, it was, they're like, let's go try it out. And again, you already mentioned, so I'm not going to belabor this point, but it's a cool setup in shipping container food court. That's we, we just love. I love when places spring up 
that are a, a new experience and a different type of mm-hmm. experience. And the barbecue was incredible. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that guy comes and does barbecue in Wilmington. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, they're supposed to be opening up a shipping container food cart near Wilmington. I'm like, come on, man. You yeah, know how to cook in a shipping this. container. So um, Lawrence Barbecue just spot on great food. Like you said, mm-hmm. the mac and cheese is good. The Brussels, I remember being incredible. Yeah. Uh, I ate good a stuff. lot of Brussels, which can sometimes be dicey, right? You know, yeah, but be. uh Orange barbecue. All right. Another yum. Okay. So my number four is a place that we went to a lot in Tamarindo in Costa Rica. And it was a new bakery that had just opened since we'd been there the last time. It's called Soul Bakery, S-O-L. And it was so cute and charming. I don't even really think you could go in. It just had like this beautiful like window where they had sandwiches and they made fresh bread and coffees and things like that. And you would just go up and order at the window. And of course you ate outside because it's Costa Rica and the whole vibe of it is really beautiful. And then the bread was amazing. We kept pre-ordering the bread because they would sell out because it's this new bakery and it was so good. And your sister Gail was there. She was obsessed with it. So she kept buying it. And then I kept buying it too because it was good and their croissants were good. And I don't know. I just was, when I was looking through my photos, I was like, we went there a lot and we really love fresh baked bread and we don't really get it very often here in Wilmington. Um, So yeah, it's my... My number four. I actually have nothing from Costa Rica on my list. I think the reason was that it was my list last year was so Costa Rica heavy yeah. that we went back to a lot of, I'm glad the you have a new place. place. We went yeah. to back to a lot of the same places and they're all very good. Mm-hmm. So I got to give a shout out to my boy at Vita Bowls, which yeah. is the best acai bowls I've still ever had. Uh, they are in a food truck at the Tamarindo um, Farmer's Market, Market, Saturday Market. They're also in Waukes, um there on the corner, you know, every, every day. Um, I love it. I just, yeah, I didn't put anything on there just because mm. of that reason, I think. Yeah, but we'd been, uh, had a lot from the previous year. But yeah, I just had to give a shout out to no, that bakery. That, yeah, it's good they stuff. Have, Tamarindo has three incredible bakers. <laughs> Very good bakeries. Incre- like for a small town in Costa Rica. Yeah. I mean, they have more than three bakeries, but three that I Are would really... put up against any other baker yeah. I've been to, mm-hmm. which is saying something. Yeah. Because we love our carbs. Um, my number three, this was the hardest one for me to find out. Okay. And that's because when I went to South by Southwest in Austin, I flew down there. We talked in the last podcast. I, I decided to fly down at 8 p.m. and I was on a flight by 7 a.m. And I arrive in Austin and I meet my buddy, Scott, the one who also didn't get the deliveries, right? Spent a lot of time with Scott this Spent year. Spent a lot of time with Scott. I know. Which went on safari with Scott, was in Portland with Scott, was in Austin with Scott. So I was staying on Scott's couch in Austin for South by Southwest. I show up and he's like, hey, so I've never been to South by Southwest, but it's a big festival and everything's free. Basically, if you go to the right house, it's like they're just free food, free drinks, everything. So I show up. He's like, yo, we're going to this house. They're having these speakers there, whatever, outside. They have amazing breakfast tacos. I was there yesterday. So we go. We actually went all three days I was there. there they had this breakfast taco set up. So these, these women were cooking on this big Blackstone grill and making you like whatever breakfast tacos you want with whatever meat that they had. So all types of stuff. Yeah. And they would just make them and they'd give them to you. And you'd be like, all right, I want, you know, brisket or I want, you know, egg and sausage, whatever. They were cooking all up. Yeah. You get as many as you wanted. So Scott is all, Scott is even cheaper than me. So Scott would eat like 
He's like, I'm going to get seven of these, right? And not, and not have to eat till dinner. And then we'll find another free place to go to dinner. All right, cool. <laughs> um, but we went there all the time. And they would just cook us so many breakfast tacos. And they were incredible. And this was at somebody's house? A company had a house that then they had in the backyard speaker set up. So South okay. by Southwest kind of works that way where, where different companies get houses and they set stuff up with speakers or exhibits yeah. or, okay. and sometimes they rent it out. Interesting. I, I don't think they own this house. Some of the companies own the houses. So it's just in the East, East Texas neighborhood, just a small house that you walked in and East Texas neighborhood, East Austin Oh, that you, that you walked in and like yeah. they had swag in the front okay. and then you go out to the backyard and there's different well, speakers. I've never been. It sounds really unusual. And then, and then they just had the setup, yeah. right? So we were eating these tacos these ladies who were cooking were so nice. Scott became good friends with them. So yeah, I was like, I Scott. seven tacos a day. Well, I was like, Scott, who are these people? Are, I asked them, like, are you just coming to cook? Where are you from? Like, do you have a shop? You want the story. And obviously. they said, yeah, uh, I think her husband owns the barbecue joint called Davila's Barbecue in Seguin, Texas, outside of San, uh, San Antonio. And I was like, okay, well, that makes more sense that you're just not two random people who like know how to cook really well. So their family runs this barbecue joint outside of San Antonio. They came up and, and stayed there for the week to cook these tacos. Um, yeah, but the reason it was so hard to figure out what it was is I couldn't remember what barbecue spot they they ran. I was like, I just know I ate these magical breakfast tacos yeah. from these two magical ladies so- that Scott has a picture of them. So I said, Scott what was the name of their barbecue place? We've got to give them some love. I'm going to record this podcast. I told him that yesterday. He's like, I don't know. I have her email. Email her. Oh my word. He has her email. So he emails her. <laughs> I'm texting him right. Be- he said, I think it's in Dripping Springs, Texas. So I go on. I, I-, I hit barbecue in-, in Dripping Springs. You know, 30 places show sure. up basically. I circled. I'm That's like, why I was my number one guest I was for like, red meat consumption. Yeah. I was like, Scott, are any of these it? He's like, I don't, none of them sound familiar. I'm like, none of them sound right to me either. We're like crossing off the ones yeah. that definitely aren't it. I'm like, there's going to be no way for me to figure this out. I talked to him right before we recorded this today. I said, Scott, did she email you back, please? He said, no. I was like, oh, what am I going to do? And then I thought, wait, I think I thought ahead. This was in March mm-hmm. that we we're going to have this podcast, you know, at the end of the year. And I think I took a picture of where their barbecue spot was because they had a little like we were written up in the Wall Street Journal type thing. And I went back to my the pictures. Wall Street Journal or New York Times. I don't know. I went. <laughs> yeah, Wall Street Journal would be very That'd be weird. I went back through my pictures <laughs> and sure enough, it is the Wall Street Journal. What? Why? I don't know why. There's the picture. Okay. They had a little thing with them All written right. up in the Wall Street Journal. There you go. And they were written up. Sorry and for doubting. Davila's Barbecue okay. in Seguin, Texas, which I've never been to that. Yeah. I, and I'm probably mispronouncing okay. the town wrong. Seguin, Seguan. Um, I've never been there, but the, if I, I don't even know if they okay. serve breakfast tacos. Understood. Go to San Antonio. Find these tacos. Find this place. Or this barbecue place. Davila's Barbecue. Okay. Maybe if you say Trav and Scott sent me, they'll make you a breakfast taco. She knows Scott. She loves Scott <laughs> because they had to make tacos anyway. So yeah. like people were afraid to go and get one. Yeah. Scott, after the first day, I was the same way. I'm like... Yeah, I'll take three. Well, She's like, a nice guy. So, you know, he'll chat with you and he's not yeah, like. We talk with yeah, them. They yeah. were nice. It was funny. There's two ladies. I'll just tell the story. Oh my really, gosh. The one was older and it ended up being the mom. And then the other one who kind of was, she was super nice and chatty. The other one was really not nice. And yeah. we tried to chat and she just didn't care. And she was younger. And we we said to the mom, like, oh, what, what, what's going on here? She's like, oh, that's my daughter. Yeah, she doesn't like people. I love people. <laughs> it's like, oh, so it's not just me? Like, she hands me my tacos. I'm like, thanks so much. These are great. She's like, 
Yeah. Okay. Like she can't be bothered. Yeah. And she's like, oh no, she doesn't like people. Okay. I'm the one who likes people. Fair enough. There you go. So, so there was no like love match made with Scott and the, the grumpy taco girl. I mean, if tacos that good, does it matter if you're grumpy? I, guess it I doesn't. don't think so. All right. Mm. Tacos. I have no tacos on my list, but I do have a place in Porto called Cantina 32. This is coming up. Is it? This okay, is we'll coming up. Wait to talk about it. No, then. you. Okay. No, 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 we'll just wait. All right. Yeah. What's your number three? Well, I want to give it a yum. Oh mm. yeah. I mean, you can give it multiple yums. Well, my number three is breakfast tacos. I'm one ahead of you. Remember? Oh, I doubled okay. Up. Okay. So my number two, also in Texas, mm-hmm. also in Austin, there is a renowned pork chop <laughs> that our friend <laughs> Vanessa loves, and our other buddy Nick Huggins. He calls himself the brisketarian. Okay. He loves barbecue. Okay. Three years ago, when you and I were in Texas, he mm-hmm. was like, you got to come eat this pork chop at yes, Perry's. Yes, I remember, because Vanessa went, right? At Perry's Steakhouse. I on, don't like pork chops. I don't usually like them either. On Fridays for lunch, they're $19. You got to come with us. We didn't get the opportunity to go then. So he said, I, I was like, we had Friday, we could go to it. He was like, we got to go to Perry's. I'm like, sure. So four or five of us went to Perry's for, and you have to reserve ahead of time because it gets packed. So for the Friday lunch, the pork chop is $19. And apparently- the regular one is twice as big, which I don't understand how that's possible. This pork chop is massive. It's a $19 pork chop at Perry's. It was incredible. I made the mistake of getting a side of asparagus because I thought, oh, I'll have some vegetables too. The pork chop is so big and the mashed potatoes that come with it are so big that it you should that not get a side awful. dish, basically, is what I'm saying. Um, I don't like mashed potatoes and I don't like pork chops. So you're number two. Is for me a new thing. Here's the thing. I'm not, like, I won't normally get pork chops. And mashed potatoes. I'm taking you to Perry's and you're getting this pork chop. Because nope. what I found out was, listen, listen. Perry's is a bit of a chain. There's a ton in Texas. Mm. The closest one to us is Raleigh. <laughs> we are driving to Raleigh on a no. Friday. No. We are getting the Perry's the pork chop. specials at every Perry's? Oh, sure. It's, I think it's like, I think, I think it's a re- known thing for Perry's. I could be wrong. I'll call the Raleigh one up. I'll make sure they have the $19 pork chop. Mm-hmm. If you guys are anywhere near Perry's pork chop place, check it out. 19 bucks for lunch. It's incredible. It is incredible. I ate half of it and I was stuffed. I'm skeptical. No, don't be skeptical. Okay. You gave a womp womp. I'm giving it some love. Mm. Perry's pork chop. Okay. Well, my number two is poke. What? Mm-hmm. Why did you have good poke? In Costa Rica. So it's the same place I probably had on my list before, but I had to put it on again because I don't think I had actually gotten the poke from this place in Costa Rica before, which is at Bamboo Sushi. Um, oh, so good. Yeah, because we usually get it at Patagonia Del Mar, which is our other favorite restaurant. That's not in Tamarindo. You have to drive to it. It's in um, Rosalito. Rosalito. It's like 25 minutes maybe from from Tamarindo. But they have the same restaurant owner owns Bamboo Sushi in Tamarindo. And the sushi is amazing. And they have the same poke bowl. And it's just, it's the best poke bowl I've ever had in my whole life. I would eat it all of the time. It's so good. Yeah. I, oh, my voice cracked. I love, (laughs) love, love poke. Unfortunately, around us, there's... good place but it's a bit far and then there's a place near us that's decent but yeah, yeah. it's nothing like the the poke that we we're getting in costa rica yeah with, you a, know, with a super fresh you know where fish. they have good poke oh boy we're going 
We're going back to two episodes ago, if you guys remember, where Heather said I, I hated Hawaii. I did not say reason. that you hated it. I I've said never that been, you're so she's... reluctant to go there. And it's I'm always saying every year, like, why don't we do Hawaii this year? Why don't we do Hawaii this year? And you're like, oh, why don't we take a 50-hour flight to Thailand instead? Thailand's got good food. Yes, so does Hawaii. Poke. All right, fine, I guess. Poke. Fine. <laughs> going to Hawaii. Give going some Hawaii. poke. Um, my number one. Uh, so... Your number one is mm. Cantina 32? My number one is Cantina 32 in Porto. Mm -hmm. uh, your number, why don't you? We'll okay. do them together. Do them together because you already had Cantina 32 as uh -huh. your number three. three. I had it as my number one, but your number one is? Is Puro 4050, which I could not remember the name of this restaurant. Puro 4050. Um, I don't even know what that means. Neither do I. But it is an Italian pasta place in Porto. Same owners, and they're not next door to each other, but like on the same the corner. block. And not only is the food amazing, but the interior decor is stunning. Like, so the atmosphere is beautiful they're gorgeous romantic well designed well the one we went to during the night the pro 4050 the italian one we went to in the evening so it was romantic because it was all candlelit and, and dark but then cantina 32 we went to for lunch the next day because again we didn't have a lot of time in porto so we got to you know get in where we can we went there for lunch so it was like bright but it was packed on like a weekday in may you know it was hardly any empty tables so it just had like a lively atmosphere and they were owned by the same restaurant group but so cantina 32 is like modern portuguese food okay right and yeah. you know we we'd been to portugal before and we had like we went to a portuguese like you know restaurant we were like the food is like you know it's good but it didn't blow us away so we were like this is cool to find like a new modern take on Portuguese food, which is why it was so fun to go to Cantina 32. But then the, the Pro 4050 is actually my favorite food because it was Italian and they had homemade pasta and the brick oven pizza and good wine. And so that was my number one because it was like romantic and we went on a date night and we'd spent, you know, the whole time in Porto with a bunch of people, which was super fun. And as Trav mentioned, like he loves talking to people and I enjoy talking to people too. But being that we were only away from our kids for four nights, I was like, oh, we're going to go out to dinner and have like an actual date. And the food was also amazing. And the atmosphere was also amazing. And it's in the most beautiful court, like probably in all of Portugal. Um, in Porto, At least I all mean. Porto. I, I mean, Porto. Yeah, I Porto, Porto has a lot of fun yeah. little courts, but yeah. squares. Um, so just very, this square, very charming. And so it was a great experience and the food was also good. Um, but Cantina 32, you should speak to that a little bit more because I remember loving the bread and the butter again with the carbs. They had incredible but you had squid, right? They had incredible squid. And the squid was good, but it's not my favorite thing. So. I should also mention that you were saying to me because you couldn't remember the name of this and you're like, yeah. Trav, I don't want to tell you beforehand. Yeah. I don't want you to know. And you were like, that Italian place that we were in Porto. And I could not, re didn't I didn't remember even remember the, the experience. Place. Here's why. <laughs> in my head, I was putting Cantina 32 and Pro 4050 together like as one the experience. Same experience. Well, now that you, I, it honestly took me while we were recording this podcast because I kept thinking, I don't remember. Yeah. Why is she loving this experience? I don't remember. And then yeah. I thought, wait. One, we walked through and we were sitting in this back kind of open air area. One, we weren't. Oh my gosh. I'm thinking of two restaurants, but I'm like combining the experience yeah. into well, one. Well, and they were close together, but. Um, so yes, yeah. can't I, so 
I don't know which I like better. They were both incredible. So good. Cantina 32, I do specifically remember having incredible squid. Mm-hmm. Um, I also remember having something we really, really loved at Pro 4050. Was it the burrata? Yeah, it was their appetizer. We had I something think. and, and we were like, I, I need pasta. more of that. Yeah. And then we ordered more of it. I or they brought something out and we was it the bread or, or a dip? The bread, I think, Something, was Cantina like, 32. Can, can, we, can you bring way. more of this out? Can you bring more of this out? Because we had a little bit and it was gone. I think um, it was the bread at Cantina 32 because I have a picture of it because it had like this salted, like fresh butter. And I didn't like the squid as much as you because you're definitely the squid person. And it was grilled. It wasn't like deep fried or anything in a sauce. So you loved that. But I had olives and like a, I think I had vino verde and... So I was just, it was just beautiful and the ambiance was beautiful and the sun was like streaming in the windows and it was just like all a wonderful experience. And I'm telling you like the, maybe just because I've been so starved for like beautiful restaurants <laughs> because of where we live now, like the, the design inside these restaurants, because they're new and really fresh, I, I took so much inspiration from them and all of Portugal. It's so, they use tiles and color in a way that's very unique and so it's just beautiful to experience the design of that country and then to go to a restaurant which also has good food and good design it's like wow yeah i i want to say this is the first time we've done this in a best meals episode i suggest as your number one destination because you know usually people yeah. hear the number one the, and you know, if you guys are traveling, you try to go to it, that our number one place makes sense, right? Yeah. It's our highest recommendation. Um, I'm going to make a suggestion. A Cantina 32 and Pro 4050 Bang Bang. Yeah. You do them both. Lunch and dinner. And here's the... Or dinner, Matthew, dinner. Dinner, dinner. Lunch, I would, lunch. I would do lunch, dinner because there's so much at each place that was really good that you would get full. You would. Okay. I highly recommend making reservations because yeah. um, both of them... Yes. You know, you need reservations. I, I just looked up. I wanted to know the name between 4050 and um, 32, like yeah. why they were named certain things. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't speak Portuguese. Their website <laughs> is in Portuguese. Yeah. I don't have time to Google Translate it. But Lonely Planet had a write-up on Pro 4050. And I think this explains it well. It says this chick Mediterranean chic. style. Chic. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's not chick. <laughs> chic. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I haven't said that word in a while. This, I've heard people say chick. No, you're right. Oh my gosh. It was worth it. If you guys are listening, it was worth Sorry. the hour of listening just for this. This chic. Oh boy. Can't speak Portuguese. Can't speak English. This chic Mediterranean style restaurant and mozzarella bar is located in Porto's swanky dining precinct. And as a high ranker in the popularity stakes, it usually requires pre-booking. Bring your buddies along as the menu is perfect for sharing. Wash it down with a bottle of Portuguese wine. The whole place is decked out with subtle references to birds and insects, which is good that I didn't know because I Cause hate birds and bee. I hate insects. No, but there was a bee on like the menu and I was like, is it called something to do with the which is why yeah well, we don't speak the, portuguese the name maybe perot is insect i don't know anybody who speaks portuguese could maybe but tell us but both are incredible it is a cool little area mm -hmm. of porto porto super walkable Very, of, it's pretty small all yeah. things considered the so i uh, totally recommend checking out cantina 32 and perot 4050 they're both the chick restaurants <laughs> <Chic>. <laughs> <laughs> 
I did that on purpose. I, know, I did that on I purpose. Know. Oh, come on. Give me a little. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, sorry. I'm too busy giggling still. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this was a great list. When we first started, you said to me, I don't, <laughs> behind, remember, behind the curtains here, we're giving you, look, it's like, yeah, I can't wait to do best meals. You said, I don't think I'll have any. I'm like, well, you'll have something. She's like, I didn't travel enough. I won't have anything. And then I sat down with my list of nine and I said to you, well, how many do you have? She said, 13. <laughs> so my Publix wings, which way back at number 11, yeah, I know. was going to be an honorable mention, but I need to, yeah. I actually had to have okay. some lists. So All right. um, some amazing eating experiences, hopefully yes. even more in 2020 would absolutely love on Instagram, whether you send us a DM or whether you put it um, on one of our posts, we'll put a post up when this one comes out as our best meals at the pot. I'd love to know your best eating experience that you ate in, in 2022. That would be great because we love, love, love getting recommendations. We love giving recommendations. That's why we do the season this whole year in review, but especially when it comes to food. So let us know what's the most chick restaurant that you visited <laughs> in 2022. Now what's the best eating experience? Uh, I'm starving. Yeah, my I know. stomach is growling. Where are we going to go? And I am go? ready to book a flight. Public swings. Public swings. <laughs> that'd be the easiest. I'm ready to book a flight to Porto. You can't know. do that. Public swings, or maybe we hit the Perry's Pork Chop in Raleigh. Oh boy! It's only Thursday though. When we record. Thank you guys for listening. Please let us know what your favorite is. That's always the best part of all this is getting your recommendations as well. And we forgot this old city's name. See your breath on window pane. Let's just talk till it strikes again. On my way through, I saw you on my way. On my way through I saw you And I'll see you again Someday It's a little chick I, I get it <laughs> I get it Honey. <laughs>